0: Welcome to the first episode of The Pacific Current. My name is Jenica Kay.
1: And this is Andrew T. We just wanted to introduce ourselves, tell you a little bit about what the podcast is for, how we came up with the idea, and get you excited for, uh, for the first season.
0: I'm so excited. Um, why don't you start us off, Andrew? You can tell us a little bit about this idea and how it came about.
1: Sure, yeah. So I work at the airport, and so I live in Kapolei and have about uh, thirty minutes to an hour drive into work, and listen to the radio and hear the same songs over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and so, eventually, I got tired of listening to the radio, and I wanted to listen to something that would like inspire me to do to do better and to try new things. I'm always looking for new things to try, and so I started listening to all these podcasts, and I realized that there weren't a lot of podcasters here in Hawaii. And I felt like there's an opportunity to start a podcast, talk with local people, see the kind of things that they're worried about, see the kind of things that inspires them and they're passionate about, and see if it uh, see if we can start something up here in Hawaii. So that's kind of how I decided uh, to just start recording.
0: <laughs> I love it. And um, Andrew and I are brother and sister. Yep. And I'm older, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> But Angie came to me with this idea, and I was like, you know what? That sounds super cool. Um, it's kind of this similar for me. I drive about 35 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour and a half, to work from Kapolei to Ala Moana. And um, I started listening to podcasts, too, to kind of just learn a little bit more about different management skills and to gain more ideas and kind of multitask, you know, cuz you're spending so much time on the road. It ends up being almost like 2 hours every day. It's like yeah. 10 hours, you know, of your week mm-hmm. um and just sitting in the car, you can feel unproductive. So, yes. it's nice yeah. to be able to like get your mind going, especially in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um so by the time you get to work, you're stimulated, you've got ideas pumping around um and you're kind of ready to go. So, I'm excited um, because we've done a few interviews already and just to hear what motivates others on the island and what keeps them grinding every day and what um, drives their passion. It's uh, kind of affecting my own personal life as well too. So I'm
1: stoked. Cool, cool. Yeah, so two of the questions I really wanted to answer by starting this podcast is why do people love living here in Hawaii? and and uh, and what keeps them here and so uh we know from research that uh, hawaii has the highest cost of living out of all the states it's interesting because hawaii is like either the best at something or the worst at something so <laughs> <laughs> we have the highest cost of living but yet we have the highest quality of life we have the lowest rate of unemployment in the nation but yet we have the highest rate of homelessness and so there's this i don't know it. It's, it's really it's really inspiring to me that people would want to stay here and kind of fight out these battles that we have, like the high cost of living, the high rate of homelessness, uh, and just some of the issues that we face here. And so that's, that's kind of what we wanted to explore. And if the cost of living is so high, how are people supplementing their income, uh, diversifying streams of income, trying new things, starting new businesses? Um, Hawaii is also one of the worst states in terms of places to start a business too and so that was something we looked at uh we looked at small businesses started interviewing some people and saw what it took to really you know get their business going so that was really really interesting to me but yeah what what about you jen
0: um i think Mm -hmm. what's crazy too is just our generation and the generation um that's coming up and then the generations before us um so just the different mindsets at each of those generations um and for our generation a lot of people are starting young families or Mm -hmm. getting married or you know even to live single in hawaii and own your own place and you know, just survive on a single income. That's it's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to do on the mainland. Um, and both of us have lived on the mainland and come home within the last several years. And um, I think at least what brought me home was definitely family, and that's what keeps me here is the ability to be close to my family and see my nieces and my nephews grow up. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of surpasses everything. So if there's a little bit of sacrifice to be made, um, as far as where I get to travel or what I get to do, it's worth it. Um, but I'm realizing what you're talking about with the diversifying, you know, with multiple streams of income and that it's necessary in the long run, um, to really build for your family. So how do I do that? (laughs) And I've been learning so much from, yeah, the people that we've been interviewing. It's so cool. Um, and how humble, you know, these people are, you know, they, they Mm. don't look super rich. They're just, um, they're focused on their goals.
1: Yeah, no, it's really inspiring. And, uh, so while you were on the mainland, was it, were there certain things that kind of change your perspective? Like, I know coming from a small island and then moving away, um, you lived on the, what is Florida?
0: East Coast, Coast? yeah. Yeah. It's like considered East Coast. Um, I think definitely the mindset, um, the pace is so much faster Mm -hmm. um, and people are confident in who they are, Mm -hmm. even if they have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) They're just gonna...
1: Which could be good or bad. It could be good or
0: bad. um, (laughs) But the fact that people aren't afraid to... um, about themselves and talk highly of themselves yeah. and really push themselves to get to the next level. Um, there's just always this kind of like push and fight um, for themselves. And even on the East Coast, East Coast, there's a lot of homelessness and a lot of struggle, mm-hmm. um, especially in Florida, too, especially the time that we were there. Um, we got there in 2007. And so over the oh. first few years we got there, we saw a lot of struggle, the, you know, yeah. within the community and where we were living um and just the fight over the years that you know people just they don't give up they just keep focusing and so um coming back to hawaii i feel a little bit more of a confidence um and i want to see that confidence in the next generation you know um and then also the that mindset too that we're talking about that just having you know like setting your priorities and knowing how to go after opportunities knowing where to find opportunities
1: Mm. who are some of the people that sorry i'm like interviewing (laughs) who are some of the (laughs) people that have kind of like inspired you to uh kind of chase your chase your dreams and go after what you're passionate about
0: i think it's just kind of like how we were raised um like mom and dad were always you know supportive of us getting out there and going after what we wanted to do um for me personally i think my dreams kind of really expanded out of the realms of what um you know our parents kind of thought
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is cool (laughs) which is cool
0: but um i've always not been afraid to try something different um but even just thinking back to like um, dad's parents, you know, like our grandpa, and, yeah. and immigrating from Samoa to the United States with, you know, how many kids that they had <laughs> <laughs> and kept having, um, with nothing, and he worked three jobs pretty much all the time, probably yeah. even more. Um, worked so hard his entire life to be able to provide for his family, um, and and that kind of just keeps me going. Like I know we come from humble roots and and working families, and. And that inspires me to feel like I can, you know, I can do anything I want to do if I put in the work. What about you?
1: Yeah, Yeah. from the people that we've interviewed, uh, some of the the people that are a little bit older than us, they've said, "Oh man, I wish, you know, I wish I had kind of the opportunities that you guys have had." And uh, and and looking at them and. Seeing where they're at, they've they've accomplished a lot of stuff, and so if they've got to where they are with what they had, then I know that uh, you know I have I at least have the potential to get at least there definitely and and hopefully further. um I also I'm really inspired by uh, some of the people who don't get as much credit as they should, but they're they're making changes, and so there's people we see on on the media that they get covered a lot. Uh, but some of the people that do a lot of the background stuff or, you know, even small businesses, I looked into small businesses and 97 percent of the businesses in Hawaii are considered small businesses. Like they're small enough that they're considered small businesses. They're they under the Small Business Administration. And so those those people are are helping Hawaii's economy. And it's not, you know, these large corporations coming in and and taking over and so um you know we talked about it's the hardest place to start a business or one of the hardest places It's 49 now out of 50 instead of 50 (laughs) but but those people just really inspire me because like despite the fact that this is one of the hardest places to start a business period with the high cost of living the infrastructure and um, all of that they're still able to do uh, something that they love and and some something that will help others on the island so yeah that's
0: i love that uh, i love that a lot of small businesses in hoi are focused on supporting the community and other small businesses yeah so i've noticed through I'm it's like, a
1: very symbiotic yes uh,
0: yeah i love yelp um <laughs> and i'm always you know on yelp looking for different types of businesses and places to eat um and i've noticed a lot of businesses will shout out other local businesses yeah you know and partner with other local businesses um to really you know keep the money here and support these um these growing businesses so many of them are family run i love that you know that they're that they're setting up something for um, the next generation and the generations to come um i think that's that's really great
1: yeah for sure um what are some of the other common themes that we've had like as we've talked to people
0: so definitely hard work we hit on that, passion, yeah, passion. you kind of yeah. talked about that a little bit um, persistence mm-hmm. I think just not taking no for an answer
1: um, <laughs> yeah. you should
0: talk about that you know and, and how, um, how you're telling me a story about how to expect rejection or how to take rejection
1: oh yeah 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 so there's a there's a TED talk uh, that I watched. I can't remember the guy's name, Chinese guy. But what he did is he went around and for a hundred days he, uh, he got rejected or he tried to get rejected. So he would ask people like ridiculous, uh, things. So like day one, he went up to a guy and he's like, Hey, can I have a hundred bucks? And the guy was like, uh, what do you need a hundred bucks for? And (laughs) he's like, uh, I don't know. I just want a hundred bucks. And so the guy rejected him and then uh, another time he went to uh, Krispy Kremes and he's like, hey, can I get donuts? But instead of a regular donut, I want it linked together like the Olympic rings. <laughs> <laughs> I want it baked like that. And so he just went around and asked ridiculous things. And as he got kind of maati, to like getting rejected, he got used to that feeling of getting rejected and really like pushing back. And so um, 100 days of rejections, just just gave him that kind of confidence that despite the fact you're getting turned down all the time you're still able to ask the question so on the hundredth day of getting rejected he his his goal was to like i can't remember it was to get in contact with uh president obama and so he sent an email to him he like called in like wrote a letter to him and he just was really really persistent and then he wrote a book on on 100 days of rejection, and so, uh, I kind of took I took that. I reached out to somebody here in Hawaii who I consider you know one of Hawaii's top influencers, and he actually like got back to me, and I was, I was kind of like taken back by that. But uh, the really cool thing about Hawaii, and I talked to Jenica about this before we started the podcast, is that you're only really like two or three connections away from pretty much. Anybody,
0: the entire island. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true.
1: Yeah, and so because it's still such a small community, like there's a lot of power. There's a lot of people doing a lot of really interesting things in a variety of businesses or
0: industries, industries, Mm -hmm. all
1: kinds of things going on in Hawaii. And so, uh, if we can like establish those connections we can grow that much stronger and we can empower and lift each other up. And I, I really, really hope that's where the podcast goes. Even if nobody listens, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I'd love to have, you know, a thousand or a hundred thousand listeners, but it's, you know, it's probably not realistic, but even if nobody listens, uh, my goal is really just to reach out to everybody and connect with them and, and figure out what drives them and how do we get them to the next level and then how do we help each other kind of grow
0: yeah that's so good it takes those hundred days of rejection it kind of takes away that fear factor yeah you know because i think that so many times we're afraid we're afraid to take the first step on our own or we're afraid to ask for help um and yeah a couple people have said that already like don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid you know to take that first step um and there's so many people that are willing to help you, not do the work for you, right. you know, but lead you in the right direction. And ultimately, your success is measured by how much you're, how much work you're willing to put into it. Mm-hmm. So it's doable. Um, something else I think we kind of touched on before when we were talking, brainstorming about the podcast, um, was just the idea of. How the media shows us the end product. So it shows us the Rock. You know, <laughs> yeah. we all want to be the
1: Rock, <laughs> <Or> Bruno Mars, <laughs> or Bruno or
0: Mars. There's so many, you know, amazing, Ali. yeah, celebrities <laughs> who are, you know, at the pinnacle or you know, breaking these amazing records and and achieving these amazing results in their life. Um, and everyone wants that success right away. Yeah. Um but kind of understanding that there's so many different people that support all of those celebrities. And so you may not yeah. be the actor in the film, but you could be the producer or mm-hmm. you could be the costume designer or you could be the film you know director. Yeah. Um, there's so many uh, music producer there's so many different areas of industries um and how important doing research is to find out you know if you're passionate about music or you're passionate about sports really diving into the full industry and seeing all of the different opportunities that are available to you not just trying to be um if you can be the best quarterback on the island then (laughs) that's amazing but if you can't what can you do yeah so understanding your strengths You know, and building on top of that.
1: Yes. So that is one thing that, uh, you know, I think we talked about earlier was self-awareness, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Being self-aware. I've been really big about that over the last couple of years. Um, What about for you, like in the work that you do? How has Hmm. being self-aware helped you to um, achieve more or be better at what you do?
1: Hmm. Oh, that's a good question so to me self-awareness is like knowing that you're good at something and then kind of amplifying your strengths and knowing what you suck at and <laughs> like letting somebody else you know handle that and so uh, for me I'm a software developer um, I'm not very good at like designing or layouts or you know any kind of graphical user interface i'm really terrible at but uh i can do the logical stuff really well and so i can you know work the back end the control flow like how these things should be written to the database make sure that the performance is optimized for whatever you're on if you're on a mobile device you got to write your code a certain way so i'm i'm a software developer but um as a software developer you know i have i have the opportunity to say hey like, this is how we should uh, design our program. These, these are the interfaces that we should have. Uh, and then writing that code. And so, and one of the things that I, that we do a lot, it's called Agile. It's a, it's a type of methodology where you get your uh, product out as fast as you can. And then you let the, the data tell you how to change um, how to change what you did and so Mm. there's this it's called a b testing so you you basically put out two different products and then uh you kind of let the customer decide which one would be better so like one example would be if you had uh two designs for a t-shirt you put both designs out and then you see how many people will click on one design versus the other and then, depending on you know if if it's like a thousand people click on one and like five people click on the other, then you know then you're not you're not even yeah. going to print that shirt. You're gonna you know you're just going to stick to the the one design. But that those are kind of the things that you know as I as I know like who I am. Like I I know those are the kind of things that I that I'm better at, and there are things that I'm not so good at. And I uh, when we talk to some of one of our one of our guests on the show he's like it doesn't matter if, that you don't know everything uh if as long as you know somebody who knows you know like if you don't know about this one particular thing like design for example if you know a designer that means more than you knowing everything
0: yeah it solves your problem and frees up your time to do more <laughs> yeah. of what you're good at so building that network the network is key you know and yeah, yeah and what you mentioned earlier, Hawaii is like the best place to network because the island oh, is it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like there's so many people, but yeah. it's so small <laughs> Yeah. at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Everyone kind of really does know everyone. And each time we uh, meet a new guest on the show and, you know, ask if there's someone that inspires them, there's always someone. Yeah. They always think of someone um so that's another thing is we really would love listeners to chime in if there's people that inspire you um send us an email or comment on our social media tag them um on our page so that we can find them we'd love to get to know people um in all industries i think yes um, yep yeah for
1: sure yeah definitely and we're pretty mobile so like we can we can go around we are on oahu but um, we wouldn't mind taking a, a trip to uh, Big Island. <laughs>
0: Can do. <laughs> Molokai or wherever. Uh,
1: uh, wherever the people are, that, I think that's where we'll be.
0: So that's a little bit about um, kind of the things that we're focusing on in the podcast. We've got, I would say, like a threefold mission. Yeah. Um, we've got Inspire, Connect, Flow yes. um, that you'll see on our social media. So those are kind of the three themes um, that we're looking into uh, people that were inspired by places things we are inspired by um, also connecting ideas people mm-hmm. passions together um, already it seems like we've connected with different people and connected different people together yeah um, and it's really interesting to see those ideas flow um, and the flow for us is really about the conversation we want our conversations to be relevant and relatable yes um, to kind of everyone on the island. So please chime in. Um you want to tell everyone where they can find us?
1: Sure. Yeah. So we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh we have a website. So our website is thepacificcurrent.com uh, on Instagram at the Pacific Current, on Twitter at Pacific Current, and on Facebook at the Pacific Current so everything is at the pacific current except twitter because it's too long (laughs) (laughs) so twitter is at pacific current but everything else is is the pacific current
0: and our podcast is um easy to find on the website but if you're on itunes
1: yes yeah so we'll be uploading uh, these episodes on itunes on google play and on stitcher radio Awesome. So
0: we will be doing 12 episodes for our first season. So official. Um, (laughs) I'm super excited about it. So we'll release one every week. Our first podcast will release on March 1st. Yes. um, And all of the information will be out on the website. So chime in let us know uh, what inspires you what keeps you grinding what questions you have are you wanting to start a business are you wanting to get into a specific industry Uh, maybe we can get you connected
1: yeah sounds good thank you for tuning in for our teaser episode of the pacific current this is andrew t
0: i'm Jenica k